welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 92. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary back again, finally. Yes, I know I didn't have an episode last week for the first time ever. No episode, and uh, well, I could tell you the reason why. Uh, well, it was unfortunately because I was very sick. <laughs> I had uh, an upper respiratory infection, and I lost my voice for like a week. It was terrible from Monday to Friday or early Saturday was when I finally got the voice back. It was it was rough. I missed making videos. I missed the podcast, so I'm glad to be back this week. Before we get started, we're going to get into Mike LaFleur and how he's turned things over. We're going to get into Zach Wilson being back, expectations for the final seven games of the year, your voicemails, and so much more. But before that, a word from our sponsor at Manscaped. The holidays are right around the corner. Black Friday, Cyber Monday is coming up. And guess what? Manscaped has you covered for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. They are going 25% off store-wide and you guys know you know the drill promo code jets 20 the discount code use that whenever you shop with them you can get a present for one of your relatives yourself even i've got myself plenty of stuff from them i got right here even i'm excited to try it the shampoo conditioner i've been using the body wash all week it's tremendous stuff so if you would like to check it out please head on over to manscaped.com Use the promo code JETS20 and be on the lookout for any kind of deals for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So, let's get into today's episode. We'll start with LaFleur and really just this game. Jets score 17 points. They end up losing, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, they probably should have won this game on paper. Uh, there were points where I thought they were going to win this game, but a couple of things, part of the reason why... Missed field goals. Missed two field goals. Amendola did not have a very good day. The Jets don't have a kicker. Defense didn't come up big in big enough spots. Uh, they left stuff on the field, I thought. Um, big plays, the 60-plus yard touchdown, but there was the positive side, which is what I wanted to focus on a little bit more because the Jets had yet another quarterback come in and be productive. Like that, 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 that was my takeaway from it is that, hey, maybe LaFleur has finally figured this thing out. And I'm excited for Zach Wilson to come back. And we're going to get to Zach Wilson in the second half of the open here. But the first half, the Jets have the ninth passing offense in football right now. Nine. That number is staggering. We are used to 30s, 32, 31, 30. We were happy when that number had a two in front of it. Now it's a single digit, nine. The ninth best passing offense in the league is the New York Jets. And the reason for that, Mike White, Joe Flacco. I was blanking on Josh Johnson. I don't know why I couldn't come up with Josh Johnson's name for a second. And Josh Johnson have all come in and put up big numbers. Each and every single one of them. And yeah, Johnson's was in garbage time a little bit. And Flacco, I don't think, was phenomenal. He still hit 290. He almost got up to 300 yards, which is crazy. The offense is just, it, it's a better functioning team offense from top to bottom. Now, it stinks that Michael Carter is going to be out. He was really coming into his own the last few weeks here. Uh, he's going to miss a couple of weeks with his injury, but you're going to have Ty Cole, uh, 
Ty, combine the names again. Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson, more likely Ty Johnson leading the way. But uh, with Zach Wilson coming back, that just that opens it up even more for what they could do. Because with each of the last three quarterbacks, the backups, they were limited. What Mike White was able to do so well, what made him successful, was getting the ball out quickly. But he couldn't throw the ball past 10 yards. Anytime he was trying to get the ball down the field, it ended poorly. And there was a four-pick game against Buffalo because they were trying to you know, load up on the box. And then you had the Indianapolis game where I thought Johnson also did a good job of just getting the ball out quick, making good decisions, stuff like that. And then with Flacco, kind of the same thing, but he added the element of having the threat of getting the ball down the field, which is going to, again, open things up. What he doesn't have is the escapability factor. We know that. He is a statue, especially at this point in his career. He's not running anywhere. What Zach Wilson could do is, one, push the ball down the field, and number two, his legs are under him. You just have to hope that in the four games that were missed from Zach Wilson, he has been working on getting the little things right, the checkdowns, right? Because that was the biggest thing from Zach. The big plays he can make. But it was like little brain farts. And they started to come up the game against Atlanta. And uh, even after the bye, uh, the game against New England. It started to come up a little bit more. Where you were missing some of the the easy throws. The gimmies. Well, if he starts to hit those, which everyone was saying, if he starts to hit those, watch out. Well, LaFleur's in his bag, man. I got to give him credit. He's been calling some really good games. And no, of course he didn't overhaul the offense. That's what no one's going to sit here and tell you that it's a completely different offense, but he's absolutely adjusted to his play calling. And the hope is that when Zach Wilson comes in, comes in here, excuse me, voice isn't quite back a hundred percent just yet comes and goes. Uh, but when he is back, uh, and is able to get the little things down that they could take it to the next level. And, I'm excited for Zach Wilson to come back this week. Now, this is interesting. Uh, Joe Flacco and Mike White are in COVID protocol. Supposedly, Mike White tested positive. Joe Flacco is unvaccinated, so and he was in close contact, so he's not going to be able to be good to go uh, for the game on Sunday. So more than likely, it's going to be Josh Johnson backing up uh, Zach Wilson, which, fine. It doesn't matter which one of those three guys were backing up Wilson. In my eyes, I'm just happy that Wilson's back. And it's a good test for this team. I talked about it earlier in the week. I'll talk more about it on the preview later this week about how uh, it's a good test for a young team going on the road. And I understand, like, the Texans aren't good, but they're still favored. The Texans are still favored by two and a half points. So the Jets going on the road and winning a game as an underdog would still be something to write home about. It's something to build off for a young team, a young quarterback, a young head coach. So what do I want to see in the final seven games? This is the second half of the open here. Uh, What do I want to see in the final seven games from Zach Wilson? First and foremost, I would like to see the little things be improved on. Getting the ball out quicker, not holding on to the ball so long, uh, finding the running backs or finding the checkdowns, not trying to play as much hero ball. As a result, I think you will see the interceptions come down. I think you will also see the completion percentage start to go up a little bit. And I think you'll see a few wins, three, four wins over the final seven games. I think that's still doable. That would get you to five or or six wins on the year if you win three or four games. Uh, there, there's some tough ones on there, especially closing out with 
the Buccaneers and Buffalo Bills. Now, maybe if they wrap things up, they're resting starters and you could steal a win or two out of those games. But on paper right now, those are the hardest games remaining. The Saints are a weird team. They're hard to figure out. Um, and then you have some games, obviously, against uh, another one against Miami, who's not any good. Jacksonville and Houston aren't any good. But the Eagles, everyone had that one circled as a game they should probably win. Eagles are playing much better football. They have a chance to make it three in a row against the New York Giants. If they win this week against the Giants, they win three games in a row. And Jalen Hurts is playing a lot better football. I wasn't a big Jalen Hurts fan going into this year. Uh, I don't know if I'm 100% sold on him, but he's been playing much better football lately. So maybe they do have their answer at the quarterback position. But if you can go out, win three or four more games, maybe they'll win one you don't expect. Maybe they'll lose one you don't expect, like th this past week against the Dolphins. I didn't expect them to lose that game. Maybe they go out and, and they beat a team like the Saints at home, and that would be a pretty nice win there. Um Somewhere around, on average, there's going to be games where it's lower. There's going to be games where it's higher. But let's say, call it 235, 240 yards a game, something like that. If we go 235 over seven games, that's another 1,645 yards. Uh, figure 10, 11 touchdown passes, five interceptions, 62.5 completion percentage, a little over 60%, um, I think would be fine. And a, a YPA over seven. Maybe like seven two, something like that. So if you combine the yards, the touchdowns, interceptions, let's take the 16, 45, 11 touchdowns, five picks. If you combine that with the first six games that he played before the injury, that'd be 2,813 yards, which is on average 216. He's at, I believe, 197 on average right now. Uh, 15 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. With the start that he dug himself, he was, if he was able to get in a positive touchdown-to-interception ratio, I think you take that. And I, I do. I, I'm, I really think there's a chance that Zach Wilson plays well down the stretch here. One, his teams aren't that great. Houston, yes, they had a surprising win against the Titans. So did the Jets. But they, there's like the, these defenses are, aren't, you know, there's not a lot to write home about on some of these defenses. He could do what Flacco did, if not better, against the Miami Dolphins. He should be able to perform against Houston. Uh, the Saints is a tough defense. Uh, that's gonna. That's not easy. Uh, Todd Bowles got to give him credit as a defensive coordinator. I know the Buccaneers' defense isn't what it was last year, but that's still pretty good defense. And uh, Buffalo, they have a good defense. But <clears throat> there's some games where you'd imagine that they should be able to put up some yards and points. So even if, let's say, in three or four wins, even if there's a loss, Hell, if they lose a game 34-31, to 31, even if they lose this game against the Texans or the Jaguars, a game that you want to win, but they lose 34-31 and Zach Wilson goes out and throws for 350 yards and three touchdowns, I'd be the happiest guy in the world. I would. Because to me, the rest of the season, it doesn't matter wins and losses, which is what I talked about in yesterday's, vi no, Monday's video, was wins and losses don't matter because I was talking about the Jets having at the time, the second and fifth pick right now after the Giants lost, it's the second and sixth pick in the NFL draft. That doesn't really matter to me as much as developing the younger guys on the roster. So if there's games where the young guys are playing well, it's a fun and entertaining game, and they lose. For instance, Green Bay in 2018, a game like that, that was fun. I would sign up for that over a, I don't know, 2019, uh, 2019 week 17 game where the Jets barely squeak out a win over the Bills backups. That loss against Green Bay was more enjoyable than that win against the Buffalo Bills. 
just flat out was. And the same thing applies in this situation. And especially with the with a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. I'm not rooting for this team to win to lose games. But if they do, it's not the end of the world if they're playing good football or at least exciting football or you see signs of progress. That's what I'm hoping for. I think that's what we see from Zach Wilson. Honestly, I'm confident that Zach Wilson's going to come back and play relatively well. And maybe there's a game where there's a clunker and he throws a couple of picks one more time this year or something like that. It very well could happen. He's a rookie. Those things do happen. And look around the league. Like outside of Mac Jones, who, let's face it, was put in a really great situation with the best coach in NFL history and a team that spent money and had a better infrastructure there. Trevor Lawrence isn't lighting the world on fire. Justin Fields isn't lighting the world on fire. Trey Lance isn't lighting the world on fire. And I'm not out on any of those three. Or Zach Wilson. Those four quarterbacks, I'm not out on any of those guys. I'm not. It's far too early to give a definitive answer on any of these guys. Right? But that's the point. It goes back to Zach. People are already declaring it a mistake. The whole, oh, he was fundamentally broken, so they brought in John Beck. And people spinning that as a negative. First of all, yeah, no shit. Did you watch the game against Atlanta? He was missing checkdowns. Of course he was fundamentally broken. Anyway, I sitting on my couch could have told you he was fundamentally broken. It was in his head. It was the mental stuff. So they brought in someone he was familiar with. And that's being spun as a bad thing? What? <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, yes, I'm excited about the final seven games of the year. I'm excited that Zach Wilson's back. And I think the Jets going to win this week. How about that? And I think the kid plays well. So let's get to your voicemails now. Since I wasn't on last week, not as many people called in. So this might be a little bit of a shorter episode, but positive spin. I'm able to get every single call from this week on. So if you called from Sunday onward, which is that's when the new week starts, because I don't want anything that's uh, expired or or out of context because of a a game, then you're going to get on this week. But unfortunately, sometimes when there's 15 plus calls. I can't I can't get to every single one. I'd be here two hours long. I just can't do it. So with that, let's get to the voicemails. Will is calling in from Dallas. He's up first. He's going to the game too, so I heard. Let's hear from him. Come on now. Technical issues. There we go. Hey Matt, it's Will calling from Dallas again. Uh, that was a that was a hard game to watch, honestly. That was harder to watch for me than last week when we got killed by Buffalo. Just from the mm. fact that like, that was a game we should have won. Not even just the, on paper, or maybe on paper that's not a game we should win. But, I mean, we had so many chances to put the Dolphins away. So much, so many opportunities to just gain full momentum and then put them, put them down, and we, we never did. Um, I just think that's a game we should have won. Um, I'll actually be in Houston to see the Houston game. So if uh, any Jets fans are going to that game, hope to see you there. Um, but my question for you is with how the offense has looked lately, how much of a improvement do you expect to see Zach Wilson in Zach Wilson from the get-go? Like there we go. Next week when he presumably starts, how much improvement are you thinking that we're going to see from him with how well the offense is doing and what would be a fair expectations going into the, the next few weeks? Uh, hope all is well. Really enjoy the show. And as always, go Jets. Thank you, Will. Enjoy the game. And if you're there in Houston, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm sad I'm not down there because 
as if you've been watching the show for a while or listening to the show for a while or just know me in general, you know how much I love it down in Texas. But I went to Houston for just a little weekend trip uh, and watched the Jets Titans game with the Jets fans of Houston, uh, their fan group. Awesome people. Great spot to watch the game. I believe they're doing a tailgate and going to the game. Uh, Jake Asman, who's down there, who I had the pleasure of meeting, um, is also going to the game. So if you're down there, man, I am so jealous. So enjoy it. It's going to be a blast. Um, as for um, some of the stuff with Zach Wilson, I mean, we talked about it in the open here. I think that's what most people are looking forward to down the stretch of this year, right? And rightfully so. We, as Jeff fans, we have every you know, right to or reason to in that, you know, in that sense. But um, for this week in particular, I think what's going to be most noticeable is the quicker decision making and just the willingness to get the ball out much, much faster and not holding on to it forever and not taking sacks. Um, kind of like I know I know it was only two drives, uh, but in the preseason against the Green Bay Packers, I feel like that was the Zach Wilson that we'll see this week It's just and the quick, simple stuff, getting the ball out. There'll be a couple of pop throws where it's like, oh, okay, that was nice, where he's rolling out, making a throw on the run, and throwing an absolute seed. And you're like, okay, I get the mojo going a little bit. I think he plays well this week against Houston. And my expectation going into it is that the Jets win the game. Simple as that. Houston had their week last week. That's not a very good team. It's not. Not that the Jets are good either. They're saying the same thing about the Jets down there. I could tell you that, but... Jets um, should be competitive, and it's going to be an issue if they're not competitive. Let's go to Vinny and Peekskill. Ooh, Vinny's got a rant for us this week. What do you got, Vin? Hey, Matt. Hey, David, because I want to get this rant all thanks, Jess, because, you know, I understand it's been a rough season. It has been. There's been a lot more lows than there have been highs. That's true. I'm sure coaching definitely needs to step it up, but can people please stop talking about cleaning house? The coaches, like, Douglas has done a fine job. He needs room, he needs to get better with his free agents, of course. And then secondly, the Robert Sala stuff. Talk about firing Sala, all this, that, this, that. It's just annoying. Because it, all you're going to do by firing these people is perpetuate the Jets' next stereotypes. That's true. You have guys <clears throat> on long-term contracts, let them go after a few years, and everyone's going to act like up and see this and be like, oh, it's the same old Jets. Why am I going to come here? All you're going to do is end up getting somebody desperate, like, I don't know, Rex. And can we just stop acting like Rex Ryan's Weeb Eubank? Because <laughs> all I keep on seeing are in chats, oh, Rex would never let this happen to his team, or Rex would never do that, Rex would never do that, Rex would have us, like, much better. It's like, do you forget how much a disaster he was once the talent left the team in 2011, like, he was awful. Awful. Beyond belief. You know, it was bad. So can we just stop, like, changing history to make ourselves feel better about that? Make ourselves feel better because it's annoying. It is. And it's just frustrating. That's all I got right now. Well, let's hope we do better against the Texans. Although I thought this was a solid game overall. Room for growth. But let's just hope we do better. Thanks always and go Jets. Love it, Vinny. Uh, I'm going to hit on the Rex stuff briefly at the top and then get into the kind of the first 
uh, point of your call. I, I'll reiterate because I did a video, a, a longer preview for the Dolphins game because it was kind of like a, what I missed during the week. And my biggest thing was I just I, I, I don't get where this is coming from, from Rex or from the fan base who are agreeing with it because 2012 to 2014 was not good. It was really bad. There was some really rough stuff. And once his hands got on the, especially on the roster building, Rex, you could say defensive mastermind. Yeah, I'll give Rex Ryan that for sure. Good motivator, fun, good personality. Can he be over the top at times? Yes, I think he was. And then he walked it back. Go figure. That That's what Rex does. And I love Rex for what he did in 2009, 2010, and even most of 2011 he was pretty good too. It was 19 games from 2012 to 2014 that they lost by double digits. 19. Even the 2013 year with Geno, and I know Geno wasn't any good, where they went 8-8. Eight and eight. Seven of those eight losses were blowouts. They lost by double digits in seven of those eight games. That was such a weird year. They were either like hanging around to find a way to win or to get their doors blown off. <laughs> it was just... There's some ugly ones, man. So I'm I'm with you on the rec stuff. The re, the revisionist history isn't great. Um, and I, I mean, look, Jeff fans are very reactionary. Fans in general are very react, reactionary. I really, really, really try my absolute best not to overreact in certain situations. Am I perfect with it? Absolutely not. There are times where I overreact, of course. Not every single one of my takes are correct. I miss. I'm admitting it. I'll be the first to admit it. But the notion that we could definitively say that Robert Sala can't coach in the NFL based on 10 games with this roster and in this situation with every single with everyone that's hurt right now, how? Or that he should go? <clears throat> I don't I, I don't see how. It's like the same thing. Where are the calls for Michael Ford to be fired? He's been good. Over the last four or five weeks, he's been pretty good. This year was going to be a roller coaster from the beginning. We knew that going into it. You had some really bad lows. You had the high of the Cincinnati game, the high of the Bengals game, and there's going to be some more highs along the way. And guess what? There'll be probably a couple more lows as well. I get it. I know people are frustrated. I know people are tired of losing. I am too. But I think it's a little too reactionary, Vinny. And I, I'm with you. I agree with you, Vin. Max is from New Jersey. He's calling in. Let's get to it. Hi, this is Max, and I have two points to talk about today. So today, um, I'm going to talk about today's game. I think the Jets did pretty um, decent in today's game. We were actually pretty competitive. But it was kind of a sloppy game. And we should have like, had some more touchdowns. I think that um, there's one missed pass interference call against, like, I think, uh, I think against the Dolphins' defense. Yep, on more. They should have called, like, pass interference in that one. I agree with that. They should have at least called, like, a penalty for the Dolphins. And then the second thing is I was reading this article, and it was like, oh, Rex Ryan was, like, apologize to the Salah, and he thinks that was a good thing. But, like, why does he criticize Salah in the first place? Like, Rex was a good coach. I wasn't even a Jets fan when Rex Ryan was the coach. But to, I'm listening to Jets' youth servers. He had such a good roster in 2009, 2010. 
He's like, oh, Robert Sala sounds like Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan had an elite roster. Robert Sala had, like, the worst roster in football. And at least they're playing, like, competitive in, like, some games. Even though we should play the competitive in more games, I think um, Rex Ryan should have never said that to Sala. It's a good thing he's apologizing, but I just don't think that Rex Ryan should have ever said that to Robert Sala. Hopefully we can beat the Jets in Houston next week and go Jets. Yeah, I what I agree that I hope they beat be Houston this week. Uh, I agree with your points on Rex Ryan because he he did have a good really good roster, no doubt about it, and he did get a lot out of that roster. Like he does deserve credit. I'm not trying to discredit Rex. I'm really not, but I just don't think it was a, a, the right call because the, the second half of his tenure was really not very good here, and the situations are really different. <clears throat> and it was a sloppy game, and there was some missed calls. The Jets hurt themselves in a lot of spots. They couldn't get a big sp- sp- They couldn't get a big stop on defense. There's some missed penalties, missed field goals, took time, burn timeouts. Right, like there were issues here. It was sloppy. It was ugly, but that's what's going to happen in this kind of a year. Jack, New Jersey. He's got some Mike LaFleur takes. Let's do it. Uh, hey, Matt, what's going on? It's uh, Jake from New Jersey. What's it? Oh, Jake, sorry. Something I've noticed over the past few weeks. It seems like Mike LaFleur's uh, offensive team is very quarterback friendly. If you consider we've had how many people fill in for Wilson? We had Johnson, White, Flacco. All of them were thrown for two-plus touchdowns in a game before which is pretty crazy to think about when you think of, like, most backup quarterbacks in the league. Crazy that the Jets can rotate all these guys in and uh, get at least two touchdowns out of them. Just thought that was a crazy fact. Thanks. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Um, And I'm happy with what we saw from Flacco and White and Johnson for backup quarterbacks, which is what all three of those guys are in my eyes. They did their roles just fine. And we'll see. If Zach is going to be able to utilize what those three guys did and what made those three guys successful and expand upon that because of his other natural abilities that he has. He has a stronger arm than those guys. He has better legs than, yeah, I'd say better legs than all those guys. He's a higher ceiling out of all those guys. Let's put it to the test. Again, he's a rookie. So there's going to be moments where you're like, ah, what, what the hell was that, man? But I'm excited for, about what Mike LaFleur has done. I can't wait to see the Wilson to Elijah Moore connection. Elijah Moore, man, he's really something. Five touchdowns in the last five weeks. It's good. Kid's good. Elijah Vera Tucker. Oh, remember people writing him off at the beginning of the year. He's playing at a Pro Bowl level pace now. Offense is close. Getting there. Need a tight end. Need to round out a couple of pieces on the offensive line. It's close. Very close. Travis, we're going to end it with Travis from Ohio. Like I said, it's a little bit of a quicker episode this week. Uh, But happy to be back and happy to get this thing going. If this thing ever loads with Travis, I will gladly put him on. There we go. Thank you. If it's not being sick, it's internet issues. Travis, what do you got, my friend? Hey, Matt. What's up, dude? Travis from my home. Hey, buddy. Hope you're feeling better. Thank you. 
I am. Uh, Jet sucks. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to you and Mrs. Wilson. <laughs> Love you both. Bye. Thank you, Travis. Love <laughs> Had to work the Go Jets in there. Love you. Love each and every one of you watching. I really genuinely appreciate it. It is the week of Thanksgiving. So I just wanted to end the show today by saying thank you. And really, I'm, I mean it. And other Jets creators mean it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys coming uh, and, and wanting to hear what I have to say about this team that I love. It's as simple as that. I was, I'm still am a fan about this team, uh, a fan of this team who just wanted to share their opinion and, you know, interact with people on the internet. And it's this great little community that we have, uh, and be able to get to this point, you know, over, you know, 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. We have the podcast going, um, this was a big part of the reason why I was able to get a full-time job as a writer for odds checker and all the stuff that I do there. And I do the other podcast for my Islanders stuff. If you're an Islanders fan and have seen that, I'm sure you, or follow me on Twitter. I, I'm sure you've seen my stuff there, but I just feel really lucky that I am 26 years old and I get to write about or talk about the New York jets the New York Islanders or the NFL every single day of my life. That's so cool. And it's because of you guys coming here and clicking on the videos and watching the videos. So thank you. I appreciate you. And there's going to be a lot more where that came from. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary. I'll catch you next time.